Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 161. It's a very exciting episode, 161. It is. Um, you know, we're starting to do things a little differently, guys. We're, we're trying to do more of the bonus episodes. Don't get scared. Don't get <laughs> Please, please. It's it's not a huge change. It's just a little change. I know. We gave yeah. you the all, we're yeah. moving to all things comedy. Yeah. Yeah. It sounded like we were telling you we were getting divorced. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you haven't and, done anything wrong. Yeah. It, it's you're fine. Your ears are fine. Mommy and daddy aren't <laughs> mad at you. Um, and it, basically, we're we're trying to figure out ways to give you guys more content. Yeah, more. We want to do two episodes a week, is what we've been doing. And the spoiler apps have been great. Um, this week, there really we didn't feel anything real spoiler. No, there will not be a spoiler episode every week. Um, but when there's big blockbusters, we will. So yes. this week, um. It's just Chris and I talking about doing a normal episode, and then uh, Friday will come out, uh, episode 162 will be Alan Havey talking about the Turner Classic Movies Festival, which was- Which is always great. Which is great. And um, so that's what that's what your bonus up this week is, kiddies. And that'll um, be on Friday. So first we need to, we need to address- the Star Trek spoiler rep because you guys have been very vocal about <laughs> oh, it's great. a great many yeah. things. Um, so we know we're on the right track. We know we're on the right track. We know, mm. and we know that that people that are Star Trek fans are very particular. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. So several things. First of all, I think somebody said I I said Uhura Uhuru a couple times. I know it's Uhura. I'm not, I'm not an <laughs> idiot. I just talk dumb. Yeah. All right. Um, so I want to say that you know I will say that too. Sometimes our brains don't quite connect properly with our mouths. Every <laughs> once in a while, that does happen. Sometimes we have to talk <laughs> and think a lot yeah. together, and it's a lot of work. So uh, thank you for pointing that out. Now I want to go specifically into some emails from William Hervey. All right, William. Um, first of all, your profile pic. Uh, you look scary. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, all right. So you said in the Iron Man spoiler rep that there was a discussion about common. Graham said, not a bad guy and is, and your brain mad. Got, you got mad at 17 minutes and 35 seconds. Graham says, Ricardo Montalban, he was this good guy and to be civic. Oh my God, I wanted to spank him. I don't know what kind of stuff you're into, William, but <laughs> I, I appreciate. What Graham is saying is, is like, he would like you to spank him specifically, no matter what he said. <laughs> He deserves it. Sure, I've been a bad, bad boy. <laughs> That's how the show's changing. It's becoming an S&M bonded show. Hope you guys are cool with that. Um, all right, William, you, you make an excellent point. Here's what I was saying. Yes, you 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 um, you referred to Spacey. And who played Khan in the new movie, Graham? Oh, God, Cumberbatch, <laughs> Batch. How do you pronounce his name? <laughs> I want to hear you say it again. Bring it up on IMDb and read it, it's, and I want to hear it. It's Cumberbatch. It, it, it's Brandon Cumberbottom. It's not Cumberbottom. <laughs> <laughs> I think you mispronounced it too. I'm not the only guy. That... <clears throat> I think Benedict I Cumberbatch. There you go. Yeah, and he's also Smog in the um, Hobbit movie right. coming up. Anyway, Cumberbatch. Yes, and he's um, as everyone knows him from Sherlock. Barry movies. Cumberland. Yeah, Barry Cumberland. So from now on, Barry Cumberland. Barry, Barry mm-hmm. Cumberland. Do you know how many people I meet every week? And, and how many and, names and, I have to remember? No, and you know the breakout star is Zachary Quintino. Zachary Quintino, uh, <laughs> Chaz Pino, yeah, um, <laughs> and Zoe Sands. Yeah. I think there's a fine team they put together. So thank you for correcting. Pitera Wellarama. 
guys, yeah. I know I've mispronounced more names than this, but you guys just got went ape shit because it was Star yeah. Trek. Yeah. Oh, I know because of Sherlock too. And Sherlock. Yeah. Right. And, and, uh, and, I've been, and I've I been certainly I've been known to mangle a few names. And myself, this is great. That's and, fine. And, I mean, we love it. It's so is, we know is, this is how we know you guys are engaged. And this is the thing too. I want to say I applaud all of you. For keeping it nice, even William is wanting to spank me. <laughs> I have to be like, you guys. I think we've done a nice job of weeding out the like assholes, trolls, the troll dicks. Mm-hmm. We don't need them. You guys are passionate. They're still on iTunes, yeah, but uh, I don't right. think they're listening anymore because that's iTunes. The only place they can go anonymously. Yeah, yeah. I know what you look like on Facebook, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> motherfucker. So, um, so yes. Here's the point I was trying to make, William, to be to be specific with regards to to. Um, Yes, Khan was was crazy and evil and space seed. But you still wanted him to spank you. You still <laughs> wanted. You had, there was some, and maybe, and again, Benedict Cumberbatch is <laughs> batch. I'm not good with Chinese surnames. All right. Benedict Cumberbatch. That's a Chinese name. Um Ricardo Montalban was in Wrath of Khan when they first see him, when he first is telling the story about how he was abandoned. There is a moment where I at least had, had a little empathy had for him. Had some empathy yes. for him. Because even though he, That doesn't mean he wasn't a horrible villain. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a he's a he's a bad villain. And but and and Montalban played it well and so did so did Cumberland. And that makes a better villain. If you have that slight bit of empathy. That was the whole point. You have right. a slight bit of empathy for him, it makes him more human and actually all more right. like terrifying. And Cumberbatch had some of that. Mm-hmm. And again, I think he's a good actor. Like let me he's make fantastic. It, he's a fantastic yeah. actor. I just wanted a little more. And and many of you said, and it was from the script, really. Yeah, it was, the script it was, they could have put a little bit more in there. Yeah, that goes back to what we said. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was, it was, it was, it sloppy. was sloppy stuff, and mm-hmm. that that wasn't that wasn't uh, Benny Combo's. Uh, Nobody, problem. yeah, yeah, <laughs> Benny Combo, Benny Combo. <laughs> um, so, uh, really, you guys, uh, it's so cool, and this is why um, we're going to try to do as many spoiler ep- episodes as we can and more bonus content because you guys are really getting into it and it's awesome although here's how the conversation went today uh you want to do a spoiler rep for the hangover no no (laughs) how about fast and furious i didn't see it yeah all right so but yes so william Hervey, thank you so much for your for your uh very uh, concise descriptions of of our spoiler episode so let's uh now there's uh let's get into it graham because we have a sponsor this week we do have a sponsor and this, this is week. a really here's why i i really like the sponsor and one of the things we talk about too is usually when we have these smaller sponsors they're they're sponsors that we use or it's sponsors that you know the product is a it's like a mom and pop shop it's a smaller company we really want to help get the word out and this, uh, we came across this sponsor because of one of our interns, Ben. Um, his father has trouble buying belts. Mm-hmm. So what happened was they don't they don't fit right. Wow! And, wow. Uh, this is their website. Yeah, their website has a video on it. This it's is a father son business. It's a father son business. Anson Belt and Buckle. It starts with an '80s uh, rock and roll riff. Wow. Uh, from a sound library. This is the sexiest belt buckle yeah. you've ever seen. It's like a music video. Yeah. So anyway, what happened was um, Ben's dad was having trouble finding a belt that could fit him that was adjustable because the, um, you know, the, the holes are either too tight or too loose. They're one inch apart. So Well, that's the thing with so many belts is 
you can't find that right notch. Right, exactly. <laughs> and I will say is now, Graham, not everyone is in is in good a shape as you because you uh, are single. And uh, <laughs> and when you have children, it's a lot harder to really eat right or exercise. And I find when I have a belt, sometimes the um, the holes go up and down occasionally where I need to use, and I can't I can can't always get it. I've quite seen right. your plumber's crack. Yeah. <laughs> When you bend over to grab merchandise in the, in the garage, it's horrifying. It's like the Wrath of Khan. Yeah. <laughs> so stop looking at my Brandon Cumberbottom. Uh, <laughs> you mispronounced his name, you did. Uh, anyway, so what happened was uh, Ben found for his dad these uh, micro-adjustable belts that, um, that uh, AnsonBelt.com makes. And what happens is it's... Uh, not it's not the five holes that are one inch apart. It's twenty five or more micro adjustments, which means that they're like little notches that you can get it exactly right every single time. And that's genius. That's the, that's like why didn't anybody think of that's that? That's the before? upside down yeah. ketchup bottle. Yeah, exactly. Like, why did it take so long? <laughs> or the or the van with doors on both sides? Why right. did it take so long for that? <laughs> well, the Anson guys did. Yeah, it's like the thermos. <laughs> it's like uh, the thermos. <laughs> so. This is what's really cool about it. It's like a father and son business. Um, these belts are micro adjustable. But here's what's cool, too, is you can get like a set. Like I, I have a couple of belts and I, I never think, well, I wish one was one color and one had a different buckle. You can actually have a, um, a set where you can interchange the buckles and the uh, straps. You can have like six possible belt combinations for those of you that are really into belts. Well, I mean, yeah, but also like if you have a job where you have to switch it up, you have yeah, to yeah. wear suits or whatever yeah. you have to, then, then you do need those mm-hmm. because, because you, you got it. You can't just always have a black belt, you know, in karate. In karate. <laughs> That's the only belt I've got. Yeah. Um, and these can be used as a weapon. Yeah. <laughs> They're micro adjustable. They're micro adjustable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So this is AnsonBelt.com. And, um, it, also, like said, lifetime a, guarantee. Oh, and lifetime guarantee, lifetime which guarantee. is really cool. And we will put the, the website, um, the URL, actually, on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. So if you forget, AnsonBelt.com, A-N-S-O-N-B-E-L-T.com, you can check out the Facebook page. And we'll Here's why it makes a too. great gift, because they adjust. You don't have to know. You don't have to know a size. Just get it. Just mm-hmm. adjust it. You adjust it. Why do I have to adjust your belt for you? Yeah, why it's is ridiculous. That? Why would you guess... <laughs> How many holes I need in my belt? That's, I don't want to know. It's, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's that's personal information. Yeah, personal information, and frankly, it's a little rude to ask what's your belt. Size. It is. It's like asking woman or age. Yeah, you can't do it. Hey, you fella, can't do it. how many belt holes do you have? Yeah, and how oh. many are you going to need in five years? Whoa, easy. <laughs> yeah, oh, come on. Plenty of business. Maybe I like to micro adjust. You know. <laughs> We're I gonna wish make, that existed. Gonna, uh, where could I get a micro-adjustable belt? <laughs> Ansonbelt.com is where you're going to get it. Um, the other thing, too. Father's uh, Day, great gift. Father's Day, great gift. Uh, I mean, how many ties does your dad need? Seriously. No, no but he needs one Anson belt. Yes. Uh, and free shipping over orders uh, over 50 bucks. And they're also, Anson belt is also on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. So they they're going to be releasing, you know, discounts and deals and stuff like that on their social media. So Yeah, especially as we get closer to Father's Day. So And again, it's a father-son business. This is what we like to support and our our we like products that, you know, one of us or someone here in the, in the company has used and yes. Ben 
Yeah. Uh, His father is so happy with it. Like they ordered like a whole nother set bam. after that. So, and Ben went, these belts are so great. I want you guys, I want to get them as a sponsor for you guys. So <laughs> we're like, we love it. Father, yeah, son, yeah. micro adjustable. I don't have to see Chris's plumbers crack anymore. <laughs> we're, we're on board with this front to back. Um, so thank you so much. Um, all right. That's pretty exciting. It was exciting. Um, let us move forward. Oh, I want to thank everyone that came out to uh, see Doug Benson and myself in Knoxville at Side Splitters. Uh, that was a really fun show. This guy, and I put this on my, on the, the Graham Elwood Facebook fan page. He made a poster, a, a diehard poster that says gluten-free or diehard. And he put my picture on it and he sat in the front row. And so I picked him when I played against him in Leonard Malton. And then um, we did stand-up and the Douglas movies in Nashville at Zany's. And again, a lot of comedy film nerds came out to both of those, to all those shows in Knoxville and Nashville. It's really cool. You guys are so cool when I go on the road and you come up and, and you know, one guy said the, he went through some tough times and this show got him through a lot. And, you know, when we hear stuff like that, you guys, it just, and we've said this before, but it, I'll say it again, you know, sometimes we're just in this garage and we think like, does anyone listen? Does anyone give a shit about this show? Mm-hmm. And when, when, when we go out on the road and you come up to me and say stuff, it really, and, and that's also, what, that's what we say every time we turn off the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> but also like, we punch the gargoyle. <laughs> this is dumb. Um, but no, when you guys, you know, post stuff or write us emails and, 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 you know, we try to read all of them. And then when you come up to us on the live shows on the road, it's, it's really cool. And, uh, it's so awesome that this little show that Chris and I started, whatever, three and a half years ago has such an means so much to so many of you. And it's, it's really cool. Yeah. That's very flattering and humbling. And we, we appreciate that, that we can be some small part of your lives. Yeah, man. Thanks for letting us, thanks for letting us in your lives. Um, all right, so let's talk about some movies. That I wish weren't a part of our lives. All right, I saw Fast and Furious. Now, I have not had a chance to see this movie. I was Neil saw it. He, uh, he kind of liked it. There's a review on the site. Um, although uh, people are getting mixed, review, mixed reactions from this movie. Now, Graham, I'm curious to see what you think. All right, I probably wasn't going to see this movie, but because you liked the fifth one so much. I did. And you said it's big, dumb fun. I went, right. okay. And honestly, here's what tipped me part of it. When I saw the last Step Up movie, I was like, I never had ever seen a Step Up movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't want it. This is, these are stupid. They're crazy and entertaining. Crazy dance, yeah. Cra- crazy dance, entertaining. And this is crazy car entertaining. And it is ridiculous what happens. And I saw now, the did movie. Did you see the fifth one? No. Oh, okay. I don't think, I saw the first one and then might have seen one of the other ones, like half of it on a plane. Okay. Or something. Um, or when I was at an underground dance party. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't remember which. I can't remember which it was. I was flying through an underground dance competition. Um, so, Fast and the Furious. I bringing saw. A, I was bringing a ring to a volcano. <laughs> I can't remember what I, I was doing. <laughs> um, I saw it with Matt Myra, who was the the um, who was in Nashville, and uh, you know who's a co-host on uh, the Nerdist podcast. And so we went to see it together, which was a blast. And I don't know what was more entertaining, the ridiculous stuff that happened on screen or the people in the audience who were laughing legitimately, not ironically, <laughs> really thought this movie was entertaining. It, Vin Diesel has the easiest act, acting job in the world. He, every scene, 
you know, sometimes you just got to learn how to ride. And that's how you like he had, he has all this, <laughs> this wisdom that makes no sense. Like if you want to catch a wolf, you got to become a wolf. What? Wolves don't hunt each other. What are you talking about? I just need a wolf trap or a gun. I don't need to become a wolf. Well, you're making no sense. But he does he, every scene, every scene, he does the same thing. You know, I, you know, I just knew how to love you. And the love scene, that's what he's doing. He's being, he's in a high octane car chase. Yeah. So, gonna, he's, so he's like James Dean if James Dean made no sense. If James, James Dean was just a meathead that always wore <laughs> tank tops and made no sense. And The Rock is the biggest he's ever been. He's like 41 years old. He's giant. Wow. I don't, I don't think he's allowed to even... Wear a shirt his size. Say, yeah, or say the word carbohydrate. Like, I, don't th- I think he just has protein and, and aminos. Like, that's all he does. Uh, it's ridiculous. And there's a scene uh, in the end of the film where they're trying to bring down a giant Russian cargo jet. It's like from the trailer. Yeah. And it's the longest runway you've ever seen. It's a 40-mile runway. It's, there's no way. It goes on forever. And it's so... Ins- Are they in like a big hamster wheel? Yeah, that- I wish. I wish they were. That would have made more sense. Um, it's so preposterous. And now someone brought up on the Facebook fan page, I believe. They're like, wait a minute, Graham. You hate G.I. Joe, but then you think that Fast and Furious 6 is fun. What what how what's the difference? I tell you what the difference is. Fast and Furious knows it's ridiculous. They don't care. They're just big cars and girls dancing and 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 the rock wearing a, a size double small. Right. You know, that he paints on his body. The G.I. Joe movies think they're being smart. The G.I. Joe movies is a dumb person that thinks they're smart. You know, it's like a, a Hooters girl that's trying to talk to you and uh, about physics. Right. Uh, Fast and Furious 6 is a Hooters girl that's like, I work at Hooters, woohoo, let's have fun. And she's a blast to hang out with. You can't talk politics with her because she doesn't know it, but it's a blast. You know what I mean? That's what, that's the difference, I think, between these, between these movies. I was actually able to follow 75% of that analogy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because I'm dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm smart. <laughs> and that's it. I'm a Hooters guy. All right. Now it's 100%. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I totally get what you're saying. It's the, it, it, and this right, is the problem with Because you saw the fifth one. And uh, it, it, I saw the fifth one, and it was like I said, I really think the fifth one in a weird way was like lightning in a bottle from what you're saying. It was like that perfect mix right. of um, big, dumb, fast wink at the camera, tongue-in-cheek right. ridiculousness, where, like you said, the G.I.G. movies are just horrible movies, and they're calculatingly awful. Right. They're like, we're trying to make, you know, these big, fun action movies with, you know, G.I. Joes and shooting and, you know, the evil Cobra, and it, it's so... Um, it, and it is. It's like it, it's made by a committee. You could tell, mm-hmm. and it, it, they're so bad, and they're they're awful, awful movies. And they don't know that they're awful movies when they're making them, right? And, where, and where, just, Justin Lin, who just who did this one, and he's done some of the other ones, I believe. He's actually a talented director. Yeah, he he, and I think he knows. You know, he's done. Well, I guess he's done all of them, but he he knows. But the he did you know an indie too. Uh, he hasn't done all of them. But the uh, he did like no what was it no luck for tomorrow. He did Fast Five, Fast and Furious. He did to- Tokyo Drift, um, and Fast and Furious. What was the indie movie he made that kind of got him on the board? That 
was uh, it was good luck tomorrow or better luck tomorrow. Yeah, better luck. Tomorrow. That was Did the that one. Two thousand and two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So you know th- he's got some chops, and but the thing is, he's smart enough to know that this is a big dumb car movie. Yeah, and he you also know, now if you episodes of Community, right? And, and if you if you give this to, like like let's say. Here's the difference. It's like the difference of being, um, you know, directed by like Michael Bay, where there's not a hint of irony Mm -hmm. for anything, whereas a director like the Coen Brothers, where everything is irony. You know, it's it's those are the two extremes. And Fast and the Furious is definitely on the side of we know what you're watching is dumb. We're just going to have fun with it. We're going to have fun with it. It was like and I um, I had gone to Dollywood with Doug Benson, (laughs) which is a Dolly Parton theme park uh, outside of Knoxville. And it's re- still open. Oh yes, yes, it's great. Um, and like Fast and Furious Six is, as I said, is the Dollywood of uh, <laughs> is the Dollywood of movies. Excellent. It's just ridiculous. Um, and I want to make a a movie called Step Up Furious that has you know dance scenes on cars and they fight bad guys by dancing in car races that's uh, that's what i want to just combine those two movies so you have to race with a dancer on top sure. of sure yeah and they bring down a giant jet by dancing on its wings or something yeah. ridiculous <laughs> like like that's what i want to make so this, this to movie, escape the gremlin this movie is so yeah um yeah if you if you listen to the the, the doug loves movies from nashville you'll hear matt meyer and i even give away some spoiler alert stuff on that on that particular and it doesn't ruin anything. I'm sure it doesn't. It doesn't ruin a damn thing. Yeah. So, yeah, these movies. And if you've seen all of them, I guess there's all these Easter eggs in there that they put in the script. Like, oh, that's from that. And people that's from need- this one and that's from that one. And I mean, I haven't seen them all either, but I saw. It doesn't matter. Um, but again, go back and watch five. Yeah, go you will on. be you, you will be uh, <laughs> you will be pleasantly surprised. Oh yeah, there's stuff where yeah, where they like you say they defy physics and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Vin Diesel jumps over a jumps out of a moving car across a bridge and grabs Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, I mean they're they're wizards on flying carpets is really <laughs> what what they are with wheels. So, and that's fine. So yeah, and it did a hundred and twenty two million. Yeah, do you think Universal will keep making those? No. <laughs> Actually, it was a good um, a good box office of the movies. There were no losers this no. week. I mean, and you had uh, like four movies come out. Well, the one was limited release, but three movies that normally would split the audience all did well because it was a memorial. It was a holiday. It was weekend. a holiday weekend, and you had kind of <clears throat> three different audiences a little bit between Epic, The Hangover, and Fast and Furious. I mean, ha- Hangover and Fast and Furious had probably some crossover. Some crossover, yeah, but. Um, so yeah, so let's. Uh, anything else to say about Fast and Furious? You know. If you like ridiculousness, go see this film. <laughs> if you like Vin Diesel, just don't have him seeing you talking. That's how we're going to talk. Then, then go for it. Then you're going to love this. So, all right. Know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you want to go into Hangover Part 3? Let's go into Hangover. Hangover Part 3. Okay. We both, we both saw this. We both, now, I want to say that I actually think that this movie, with the third thing that they did, I thought was very, very ballsy and very inventive. And I think the fact that they tried to do something really different with this movie, they need to get a lot of credit for it. To actually take all of the jokes out of the film as they were shooting... <laughs> I thought it was a really a bold move to have not one funny joker moment in the entire movie. I thought it was a really different direction to go in. So that's how I felt about this movie. <laughs> oh, I, I, I thought there were some funny moments in the movie. 
Um, I, I, not sarcastically, applaud them <laughs> making some inventive choices. I'm glad they just didn't do what they did with the second one, which is just repeat the film, basically, and repeat the beats. But this movie, it's not necessarily a comedy. It's like an action thriller that has some jokes in it. You know what I mean? It's more about, it's more like That's a, exactly what I just said. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> In a weird way, yeah. But uh, you found it more entertaining than I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just hated it. <laughs> no, um, I did not enjoy it. Uh, you know, I... I, I I thought it had, um, you know, I thought it had some, I mean, Zach, Zach Galifianakis, I think is, is funny. And I think, you know, they clearly Todd Phillips lets him riff and, and he puts some funny stuff in there. The only thing is just, it just got kind of, no, I, I'm going to let, is, you know what? I'm going to let you finish, Graham. I'm going to let you go all the way. Cause I really want to hear what you think. Okay. And then I'll, I'll, I'll see which parts I agree with. The, the problem you know, again, I, I think, like I said, I think Zach is funny, and 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 I think Doctor Ken Jung is funny, um, but the, the Chow, real doctor, by the way, he's a real doctor, he's a real physician. Uh, I think that Chow character. Anyway, I'm glad this is the third one because this is, and we've talked about this before. It's hard to do comedy sequels because it's hard to not repeat jokes. You're just, you know, and then this third one, it was like, okay, there's finally consequences to this stuff. Because like the first one was the first one was was funny and it was breakout stuff like it 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 did the first one was amazing on a lot of levels and that that Zach and Ed Helms were not famous at that point Bradley Cooper kind of was but that movie just did great word of mouth on social media and it it, it kept it got better like it kept growing each weekend after and it was like you watched the first one and you went. Okay, a lot of this stuff is 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 over the top, but it's somewhat believable. Like everyone's had a crazy Vegas weekend. I married a stripper once in Vegas. It's crazy. It can happen. The second one, you're like, okay, now this is beginning to be not plausible that these regular guys are going to Thailand. And the third one, they they tried to sell you on this. Um, now they have to pay. So you met Mike Tyson and a tiger. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you're saying, is that for believability. But I get what your point. The premise is believable, the premise, where you have this weekend in Vegas that you don't remember. Right, right. Sure. Everyone, has, everyone has a crazy <clears throat> Vegas weekend. And it's like if you took everyone's craziest Vegas story and took the one crazy thing from each story, put them all together, and exaggerated a little bit. Right. Okay. So this third one then becomes like, then they're like felons in this third one, and they're committing these crimes and like they see like guys getting killed in front of them and it takes like a, a serious tone. And I'm like, I don't, why are you doing that? Like, why are you trying to be a serious movie? I mean, I guess, I don't know. Like, like uh, Doug Benson brought up a good point. He goes, Todd, Todd Phillips is a guy that actually is better when he's restrained by the studio a little bit. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I mean, I kind of left it going, well, there's some moments I laughed and then there were some moments I'm like, Jesus, these guys are like accessories to murder and shit. And like, I, I, okay. So let me clarify it for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Clarify it. Um, this movie was a mess. And it, the, the thing that it suffered from most was what you were saying, Graham, it was pretty much an uneven tone. Mm -hmm. Are we trying to make a thriller here? Or are we trying to right. make a comedy? And here, here's your first clue that you don't know what you're trying to make is that you've got your evil bad guy, who is John Goodman, who is a new villain, plays it completely straight. 
Right. There's like, there's nothing quirky. There's nothing funny about him. Like he's like playing a villain almost like from Barton Fink. You know, you see like he, kind of that chilling, um, you know, tone to his voice. And, and that doesn't match Ken <clears throat> Jeong's wacky chow. Exactly. When you have, um, you know, Ken Jeong's wacky chow. And, and again, you have a character that is great in small doses. When you make him the centerpiece of the film, it gets annoying so fast. Right. It's unbelievable. And and you're watching like, yeah, okay, get it. He's a, you know, crazy. They're making fun. He's the crazy Chinaman. You know, we, we, we've seen, heard those jokes and stuff. Okay, now it's the crazy Chinaman in like a different set piece. And uh, we get it. We got it. And here's where the film really missed the mark is that when you have a third in a series, I mean, basically this is one movie that went on for two movies too long. <laughs> that's pretty much what happened. No one expected that there would actually be sequels to this movie. And that's clearly in the, you know, the way the premise was set up and also the way the sequels were um, crafted because there was, there was, where are you going to go? Right. And where are you going to go? I'm not, I'm not saying it was easy, um, but here's where it completely missed the mark. When you have a third one and basically you're setting it up, let's see a little bit of growth in these characters. Let's see a little bit. It doesn't have to be a lot. It could be something, just a little bit of growth, especially in Zach's character. Now, when you have a man-child character, um, they have to be kind of endearing. For this movie, he came off as more of kind of a conceited asshole. Right. And, you know, that can be quirky at first, but then when that's all you are for through an entire movie, it's, you know what, you know what, now you're not likable anymore. This character became unlikable. In fact, there was a scene, um, this is not a spoiler, but, uh, you know, they reunite with uh, the stripper and the baby from the first Mm -hmm. one for like one scene. And, you know, Zach's character, Alan, could have this great moment with the kid as they were kind of like reminiscing about, you know, when he was carrying him around in the first movie. And it touches on it. And I'm like, you know what? This could be a really poignant right. scene where he could actually grow and realize his own father issues and all this stuff. And it peters out and goes nowhere. I'm like, well, now this is, this is now it's a wasted opportunity. Well, then they try to just made it as a joke. And it's like, if you're like right. you say, if you're going to go into this serious, poignant moment with right. Zach and this kid, that had some funny stuff to it, then go all the way. Go all the way, exactly. And the same thing with, like, all Ed Helms does is yell, and all Bradley Cooper does is look annoyed. Yeah. And it's, you know, these characters, there's actually, there's a line in the movies, like, we've been in all these adventures, and you've learned nothing. And I'm like, well, nobody's learned anything. anything, That's kind of the point, is it could have been a really good the um, wrap-up to the series is all the friends just kind of, they grew from their experiences. They go, they're going to go their separate ways and they've actually, what they've learned and how they've changed as people. And none of that happened. It was all just these weird set pieces over and over. And like you said, they were, um, they were more action and violence than they were yeah. comedy. And it just fell flat. I think it was a, uh, I, I think it was a missed opportunity. I think there was places this movie could go and it just went in the wrong direction. Yeah, yeah. And I'll say I'm one of the people that didn't hate the second one as much. I thought the second one uh, kind of upped the ante. It was kind of the same thing, but it was in a way that it was still kind of interesting, whereas this one I thought didn't do anything right. I thought it just mm-hmm. meandered around, didn't go anywhere, and I kept looking at my watch as it was trying I, to end. And I, again, I like all these actors. They're fantastic. They're Every awesome. single one is absolutely hysterical. Yeah, they're funny guys. Well, you know, there, there's no. What are you gonna do? I mean, it's 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 a movie that never should have been made. But I get it though. You know what I mean? Like, if I would have made the Hangover one, 
And then they just kept backing up boatloads of money. To oh, you got to do it. You got to. Of course, I would have yeah, done yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would have done the third one too. Yeah, and, and this is. Uh, and like I said, it's like there was ways you kind of could have done it that that this movie touched on mm-hmm. that never it never went there. It 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 really took a lot of half measures and then went in the wrong directions. It went into the the violent like action. I don't think I did. Yeah, it was weird. weird. It was weird. It was like well, I don't know if this is a hangover movie now, uh, but or if you went in like. If you went in completely in that direction, like then you could see, okay, maybe some dark, like observe and report kind of comedy. Right. You could go, okay, now I could see, but it never went anywhere that far in any direction, which meant it got stuck in the middle. Is pretty much what happened. Yeah, that's the thing. It like, you, you... and even the opening joke with him killing the giraffe, you know, that's in the trailer. Mm-hmm. That's from like a like a Visa commercial. You yeah. know, that's like that joke has been done. Like some of this guy I remember is driving home this giant toy giraffe. The, the head comes off and is like, you know, well, you're protected with your credit card for purchase. I mean, I mean, it's, so it, I don't know. I, I was I expected a lot more from this movie. Well, I think that's part of the part of part of its 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 uphill struggle was, and we've talked about this a bunch. We talked, you know, Kevin Pollack brought this up in the in the summer movie preview one. Um, the first one had no expectations. You just no, went, oh, none. this just looks hilarious. Yeah, and you went and saw and it, it was funny, and it was funny, and it was great. And then you have all these expectations, and then the, the mm-hmm. marketing hype machine behind this movie cut together a great trailer and put up a lot of expectations. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you, this is, and again, this is where, not to harp on this, but this is where it, it, it missed the mark, is because when you have a movie like this, is why do you love these movies? They're funny, but you fall in love with the characters, really. Mm-hmm. You want to see the, the uh, continued adventures of these characters, mm-hmm. which means that these characters have to give you a little more and grow. And it can't be the same guys every time. It can't be the same guys that they were in the same movie, and they were even worse. Yeah. So it was almost like they got you know even more one note. So, so it was a missed opportunity, but I, I'm pretty sure there won't be another one. But you um, know what? I'll say this. But, you know, I know there's somebody listening that right now going, wait a minute. You guys are giving Fast and Furious a pass. You're giving that one. <laughs> you're letting that one slide, and you're all over <laughs> Hangover 3. Yes. And, and <laughs> yes. And part of it is we're comedians. We're going to be more judgmental mm-hmm. of a comedy than we're not. Than flying cars. We're, yeah. We're not. We don't wear bikinis and do underground street racing. Yeah. That was uh, like, it's like watching Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Really. <laughs> these movies. <laughs> so I will say this. If you enjoyed the first two Hangover movies, as just like, oh, these are funny, then you'll like this one. And all, the, all of our, all of our, our criticisms, you know. It's reviewer proof, really. I mean, if you're you're gonna go and you're gonna you're gonna see it. I mean, I actually felt like it was a weird like. Well, I saw the first two. I have, I have to, to see, see the third one. one. Yeah. Yeah, and and for that, it's it's all right. It's worth seeing. And that was one of the the genius marketing hooks. Is like because uh, it said the end. It's like oh, they're gonna wrap everything up, and you know, mm, right. no, it all ends. Yeah, it all ends. This yeah. is how. This is you know the swan song for these characters. This is when Robin Hood dies. This is like the big, well, you know, it's also the big swap. Like, like <laughs> if you look at all three of their careers, I mean, Bradley Cooper is now like, you know, an A-list Oscar contender now beca- yeah. because of uh, Silver Linings Playbook, and Ed Helms is really graduating <clears throat> as 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 especially since um, the Office is is done, mm-hmm. and you know, Zach is is doing all sorts of movies. He's got indie films coming up. Yeah, you know, everything. Like, he's, he's doing, doing everything. He's, he's doing everything. So I think part of it you. You almost you wonder if anyone, all those guys and everyone else involved, is kind of like, yeah, we need to put this thing to bed. You know, like we all need, we've all moved on from it because mm-hmm. it was four years ago. The first one came out four years right. ago, and 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 all their careers have just completely changed in mm-hmm. four years. So anyway, all right, 
Epic came out. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I'm going to be taking the kids to see it probably this weekend. Still so. did 44 million. Still did. Yeah, there were no, like I said, there are no box office losers. It was 122, Fast and the Furious 62 for Hangover, and Epic 44. No one can say, oh, below expectations. I want to see. I want to see Epic. Actually, Epic looks good. It does. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, um, if anyone saw the uh, what was it for? Before Midnight. Yeah, that was limited release. That's actually coming out, uh, I think, in a couple of weeks. It wasn't even on demand. We, I, it was not even around here. We couldn't even find it. Yeah, very limited release. Yeah, um, very. It's like one very, guy's very house. Limited. <laughs> uh, so now I will say though, I saw a trailer for a movie that kind of went under our radar a little bit for the summer movie preview that I do want to mention. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, what's this? It was this weird thriller that. Um, I can't the, even, purge? the purge that's it yeah that looks that's coming out um, um june 7th because this was a weird marketing thing where you don't really hear much about it then it started showing up like on billboards and stuff and that's the first trailer i've seen for this movie and it looks crazy and it re- i'm really excited to see it now it's like it's part thriller it's part horror part social commentary part you know science fiction it's it's like a little bit of everything and those are the movies that if they can pull it off it's it's gonna be awesome i think that movie because because the premise is <clears throat> crime is like almost non-existent everyone's getting yeah, unemployment's involved. almost Every, non-existent everything's great because once a year they have 12 hours where you can do anything yeah it's there's no emergency services no police no fire no hospital so you can kill people you get 12 hours to commit crimes and do whatever you want and everyone just get it out of your system right and it that's what keeps us happy and it's just like wow (laughs) that is a terrifying concept to think about and then it opens too with the family um you know the father kind of justifying it's like well this is you know this is how it is and this is the this is the good it does and yeah you know we just stay in our house we lock it all up and then you know we survive the 12 hours right that's it that's all it is Oh man! And things go awry oh, from there. It looks so good. It yeah, looks good. yeah, I'm excited about it now. All right, so coming out on DVD, Dark Skies. Dark Skies. This is the alien horror movie about abduction. Um, the number station with, where um, it had a very limited uh, theatrical with. Um, uh, who's in the? Wait a minute! I just I just saw this one. The number station. It's a. Uh, it's John Cusack, I think. He's in the number yeah, station. Yeah, I think he's in the number station. It's like, a, but it's it's a by the numbers, <laughs> the kind of like you know ex op CIA thriller, ex black op person who's you know been betrayed or blah 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 blah. Uh, although the Cleopatra fiftieth anniversary edition is out in DVD, so interesting. Not, yeah, not bad. Um, okay. Coming out this week. Coming out this weekend. After now, Earth. It's another kind of big. Uh, it's another kind of big weekend. There, there's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff coming out. After Earth. This is the big movie. Now, this is uh, my daughter is actually really excited to see this. She's eight, so I hope. I hope I'm not going to have to see this twice. Because <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to screen. I'm going to have to watch it first right. because I have no idea what's in it. Um, except that it'll probably have a horrible ending. Uh, directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Well, no, we talked about this. Yeah, we did. did is, is, is Will Smith... And, no, there, and, and, and there's no twist ending or anything like that. This is like... The, there's. I'm going to hold out hope for this because it's the kind of thing we were talking about where he's just directing... This is a, really a Will Smith project, but he's the one directing. But, you know, there's going to be a large creative influence in here. So we'll see. We'll see. There's. I mean, there's M. Night Shyamalan films I'd like. <laughs> yeah, um, there is. There's one. Yeah. <laughs> I like them right now, too. <laughs> All right, two. Sorry. Um, 
So uh, yeah, I'm 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 actually I'm actually curious to see this because it is it is in the future and plan. And I, I gotta say, I'm a big Will Smith fan. I am. I like I am. him. He's summer. I don't like him shoving his son down my throat though in every movie. <laughs> but uh, I am a big Will Smith fan. I um, think it'll be. I think it's gonna be interesting. To yeah, see. it'll be interesting to see. Now, um, maybe we do a spoiler alert one on that. Uh, After Earth, that might be a good one to do. Spoiler. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Especially because there might, be, if there is a twist ending, then we got to do a spoiler. Alert. Yeah, then we'll we'll definitely do one. Um, now it, it may s- only be ten minutes, but we'll be doing <laughs> it. Uh, now you see me. Now I'm excited about this movie too. Really? Yeah, I am. I think this looks awesome. Uh, I like uh, I like Jesse Eisenberg, like Mark Ruffalo, like Morgan Freeman. I love the idea of like a con on a large scale, like the fact that you know there are sleight of hand magicians, but they're robbing banks halfway across the world. I love that this con and then like the cops can't really figure out exactly what they're doing. I love the premise. Now, it could unravel and fall apart from there, but I love the setup of this movie. I tell you, I, if I like all of these actors, if it didn't have these actors in them and I just saw the premise, I would go, this is the dumbest... <laughs> thing i've ever this looks really stupid wow we actually reversed on we this because totally no, normally i'd I'm be Mr. like graham you're yeah <laughs> you're, you're, you're you're there's no way you're right on this I, but yeah I, I i mean i'm gonna see it but man i don't know it just looks like it's gonna be so dumb all right so i'm more excited about this one than you, yeah, you okay are. okay um the east now this looks like an interesting movie this is one of those um uh, twisty bendy thrillers about a uh, uh, there's like an organization kind of like a little bit of eco-terrorism where they attack corporations and then um, they try to put an operative to infiltrate the uh, um, the organization that's targeting these corporations and then as she gets further and further in she starts to wonder which side she should really be on that kind of thing so th- this could be a mess or it could be really interesting well, yeah, the uh, uh, the east well Britt marling um you know she was on another earth um which mm-hmm. was very uh interesting and it's got alexander skarsgård yeah. and jason ritter in it and ellen page Oh, that's right, Ellen so, Page. So I too. really, I really like mm-hmm. Ellen Page. I like Skarsgård and 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 Jason Ritter. So I'm, I, I think I don't know, and and mm-hmm. I and, and it's a premise that I go, well, that's interesting because I wouldn't put it past some corporation to put a mole inside. No, absolutely of not. No, no. Corporate uh, environmental organization. So it, that looks interesting. It, is it getting wide release or is it getting a? That'll probably be limited. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the next one's also limited. This is Kings of Summer. This one I actually already saw at a press screening. I have a, a review already on the site. Um, you can check out and but like I said in the review this was um, it wasn't bad it was just kind of like uh, it was very light and there was a lot of stuff that it kind of well it did right like it 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 evoked that feeling of like being a teenager in the summer and Mm -hmm. really just kind of uh, coming of age and figuring things out and that part it really got right what got wrong is some of the comedy was a little off like the thing that was the worst is they uh a lot of the characters just recited jokes like they were doing monologues, mm-hmm. like they didn't match the characters or they didn't really fit into the actual characters or story. Uh, they were just kind of reciting funny lines, like they were reading from joke books. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but but so it, it felt like a little like, you know, it just felt like a little forced. But it's not a bad movie. It definitely gets the tone and the uh, the feeling right. But it's it's not it's it's nothing amazing either. Right. Right. All right. Well, that's our show, you guys. Um, 
Thank you for listening to episode 161. Uh, don't forget to get your micro-adjustable belt at ansonbelt.com. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is a fun episode, and uh, later in the week we'll do a bonus up with uh, Alan Havy talking. About- oh, and it also just to say too at the end, it's we've got Father's Day coming up, but it's a great gift at any occasion. It you know really what? Is. Who doesn't need a belt? What man doesn't need a Every belt? Every man needs a belt at they least. They really sometime. do at least once. I, you know, I can tell too. Like uh, I don't wear a lot of nice clothes, but I do wear belts, and I can always tell too when I get dressed up and I wear the belt. Uh, I always get the the same comment. Oh, you clean up nice. That's a sign that you don't always dress uh, in, in suits. Well, this, is, um, this goes back to one of the first times I was, one of the early episodes I was ever on, uh, Never Not Funny. I said this: every man needs to own a suit. Yes, I don't exactly. care who you are. I, yep. You have to have one. I live at the beach. I'm in flip flops. If yep. I could wear flip flops every day, I'd be happy. But I have a goddamn suit yeah. because every, and you have a nice belt to go I have with a it. A nice right? belt to go with it. Mm-hmm. Every man needs a suit. Mm-hmm. Wear a suit. I don't care if you're a tattoo artist, if you're in a ska band. I don't care what you do for a living. You need to have a suit. Man up, get one black suit, couple of ties, and one AnsonBelt.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's our show. Um, so uh, next week we will be at the uh, Limestone Festival. We got a lot of stuff going on next week. A lot of week. stuff going on. It's going to be awesome. We are, each one of us are doing uh, several stand up sets yes. that weekend. And I'm actually on with Jackie Cation two of the times. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a guest on Dork Forest. Mm-hmm. I'm also a guest on one. Doug is doing several different, he's doing an inter- movie interruption and Doug loves movies. And I, I'm on at least one of those, I think. Um, uh, Pete Holmes will be our guest on the comedy film. Excellent. Nerds. Um, his first ever appearance. And uh, then we will be, um, June 9th, we will be in Louisville at the Bard um, with the young Patrick Passifume who put the whole show together. So that will be uh, fun shows if you're in any of those areas. Pete Postlewaite. Pete Postlewaite is back from the dead. Uh, he's going to be there. Um, he's going to reenact his uh, character from the town. Yes. Um, and then... Uh, and Brendan Cumberbun? Brendan Cumberbun is going to be there. <laughs> And Uhuru and the whole gang. Khan, back when he was young and happy and everybody liked him. Remember that? When Khan was a good guy, he sold Girl Scout cookies. He was so nice. When he was selling rich Corinthian leather. <laughs> Leather-bound cookie boxes. Uh, then, of course, we will be at the Palm, the AMFM uh, Film, Music, and uh, Basically Entertainment Festival in Palm Desert. Uh, June 14, 15, and 16. Again, we're doing stand-up comedy. We're bringing short films. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I will be in New Orleans, uh, the Big Easy, with Doug Benson uh, at the Howlin' Wolf, June 27th. And then the fourth annual Doug Benson Day on June 28th. We will be in beautiful Barstow, California, our Halfway to Vegas show. Very excited. Every year, July Mm -hmm. 12th. And then I will be headlining the Improv in Hollywood, California, July 13th. And, of course, we'll be at Comic-Con. Uh, probably doing some stuff with Rick Myers. Yeah, that'll be great too. Um, and the con- stunt people, we'll have the stunt people. Stunt people, too. kung fu extravaganza. It's all coming mm-hmm. up, folks. Um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for all your comments and your emails and everything, and and coming to the live shows. You guys are awesome at every turn. Yes. Oh, and I will mention too the uh, message boards. Uh, you guys have been emailing too. They've been. Uh, Revitalized, as it were. They, now we have a, we had some technical things, but the moderator now is uh, creating new threads and you know getting rid of old ones. And now they're much more manageable, and they'll actually be more fun and more um, um, kind of more diverse. Cool, There'll be more stuff on them now, cool. so you can really enjoy the message. Board. Thanks for your input on that, guys. That yeah. helps us make it better. By the yeah, way. I mean that's you know your emails just don't go into a hole. 
we actually we read them all and uh you know when they're good suggestions we implement them it just takes us a while yeah, that's because we're, we're so two guys in a garage yeah because we're, we're like we said we're stretched thin so we appreciate it um all right guys thank you so much my name is graham elwood i'm chris mancini and as always remember, remember han shot first while wearing a micro adjustable belt yeah. <laughs> <laughs>